furniture, appliances, mattress, fam.news. We jumped into so much rich material that we had to bring Christina Dyer back for part two. Actually, we split up her first episode into two parts. So Christina is a leadership consultant, executive coach, and adventure retreat leader. And yes, in this episode, you're going to see Mark Quinn's emotions running high. The Dos Marco <laughs> Show with Christina Dyer is back for part two, and it starts right now. Englanders stole the entire show. It smokes all the other national brands because you're getting more of the high-grade materials. Perfectly designed where it just feels great. Katie and Greg Law, Sweet Dreams Mattress and Furniture. We get the best reactions from our customers on the Englander products. They tend to lay down on the bed and it's like a wow factor. And then they're either done with the whole shopping process or they try a few more and none of them feel as good as that original one that they laid down on. Learn more and get started today at englander.com. Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in we're talking with Christina Dyer. She's a leadership consultant, executive coach, adventure retreat leader, which we're going to get to. She has a master's in counseling and psychology. And as you can see, she's really good at figuring out how to help leaders and organizations move themselves and their businesses and their cultures forward. So Christina, I love where we've gotten into some real detail around uh, vulnerability. Our good friend, Doug Stewart always says, people connect with your vulnerabilities, not your victories. And right. even, even those who have been to our dream camp uh, retreats, uh, they know that there's a few rules about dream camp. And one of the rules is uh, be vulnerable because we know that's going to lead to deeper connections. And since we started down the path here, just a little bit about talking about executive retreats, we got to know more about your business noble adventures. And then after that, I want to get to your book because I want to know the savvy leadership strategies for women because early in my career, I got a front row seat and I was coached and trained and nurtured by female leaders. And so I'm interested to see if any of that kind of bubbles up. Tell us first though about noble adventures and what you do because you're taking trips all around the world and you're taking people on these trips and it sounds super fun, but I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's the tip of the iceberg. And thank you for saying that. So Noble Adventures was born when I was on a service uh, trip in Rwanda. Um, I was uh, there with a group that was helping survivors of the 1994 genocide. And um, there was an executive from Caterpillar with me. And he and I were talking as we were going out to do a one day safari during this whole week long project. And there were a lot of hardships. There were a lot of mishaps. Travel, nothing teaches you about yourself better than travel and all the little frustrations because kind of it rises to the top, right? Um, and we were laughing about bringing folks from Caterpillar to this place. And what kind of learning could you learn about your team when you were breaking down on the side of the road and the showers didn't work. So you hadn't showered for a couple of days, all the different things that we experienced and we laughed, but I remember looking out the window and going, Hmm. And that was in 2006. So it kind of manifested in me. It took a long time to come to fruition because it was really too early in 2006 to start thinking that companies would pay for their teams 
to go to a developing country and do a service project. And so that's really what Innoble Adventures is, is we take a team or we take a group of leaders. They don't have to know each other because we're really great at bringing team cohesion quickly, like the art of teaming. And we bring them to a place and we start with the basics. We start with who are you? Where did, what are your values? We assess values. How do they fit into the culture that you are living and working in? And then where do you want to go? So the whole week is kind of starting with who you are and where you've been. And we do this thing, very powerful um, life maps where you plot out the highs and lows of your life and you really see where your values and your principles were formed. And you tell this to the group. So that's that first very vulnerable step that people are very cautious about, but it is transformational. Um, so when, when, when they come out of that, Christina, like what, what are the, some of the things that you hear from those people? Like they go on those adventures and then they're learning about themselves and it's through service and, but there's a company and a corporate spin to that. Like when they get done with that, like what are some of the, the, the outcomes from it? What are the, the people that go on these trips? What are they saying to you? So one, um, one of the people that went was so vocal about he is an entrepreneur and he runs his own insurance company and he's trying to get a second location. So his whole life is building, building, building business, right? He's got two young kids. And he said, I never have taken a whole week just to focus on me and myself. He said, I, I almost get chills talking about this because he cried. Like, I want to be a better father. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better leader for my team because of this experience, because we gave back. He saw, I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to articulate. It's like heart to heart, right? You're heart to heart with almost everyone you meet because you're allowing and setting intention for this is what I'm going to do this week. So you're going within. I say, I like to say you go within to help those without. And um, that was one success. And he's just booming because of that. He's, he's more engaged. He said he's happier than ever with his wife and his kids. Um, another leader started off um, working for a company she was not very happy with. She wanted to launch out on her own. She was very scared. She launched. She came back on the second leadership adventure with us. I want to hire an employee. She hired an employee. She is now the number one financial advisor in her area and one of the top in the country in her um, in her industry. And she is starting to hire her whole team. And she said, I'll do a noble adventure every year because it's that time when she can set time aside. And our service projects are action-based. So you're doing leadership through a service project rather than just fake exercises in a hotel conference room and that, that last what three or four days. I mean, you guys have probably been on leadership development experiences where you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this change forever. And then it's gone, you know, in a short period of time, once you get back home and get into the, the routine of things, it's gone. And that's true for noble adventures where you get back into your routine, but we follow back up. We check back in out of um, the next trip that we have coming up to Bali four out of five of the people so far are previous um, clients. They just come back. They say we would never experienced anything like this in our life. So 
You know, we combine adventure and laughter and fun and camaraderie, little tequila. And, uh, you know, with that service and that leadership development. So we do amazing things, you know. It sounds incredible. And I think that's such a key point, especially now when people, uh, I think, are much more conscious of a couple things. Number one, where they put their time and who they allow in their their pods. You know, yes. let's face it. I mean, the pod became something that uh, was developed uh, you know, during COVID. You had your, your little bubble, your world. And I think a lot more people are very intentional about where they're going to put their time and the people they're going to allow in their lives. And the other one is, you know, as you head into these environments that could be a little more challenging, you know, economically, people are, you know, putting budgets under the microscope as well. So that's a huge testament to actually say, hey, people are putting their time and their money back into Novo Adventures because of what it did for them. So let, let's dig into it a little more, though. So great. Time, money, going to Noble Adventures. You got into something that is critical for the outcomes and it's actual change. How do you go about owning the change-making process? Because you said you check in with people and, and, and you kind of hold them accountable even after they've, they've gone on this magnificent adventure. But how are you measuring that that change in a way? And I would I would add to what Mark asked you and say, how do you measure it? And another way of saying it is, how do you make it stick? Yeah, yeah. So that's both of those are great questions. So I would say in this case with Noble Adventures, there's no quantitative measurement as of yet. But the qualitative measurement is all there. We start with, where are you? We do assessments before they leave. We usually do a values-based assessment before anybody leaves on the trip. Um, I've also done Myers-Briggs with them so that they understand a little bit better their, their basic personality and how they react to environments and stimulus and make decisions and all those things. Um, and then we work on what it is they say they want to work on during the trip, during those meditation and reflective times. We do yoga, we do um, meditative, we do gratitude exercises, we do all of these things, and then they reflect on those. So there's time and space around for those things to be worked on. And the really heartfelt truths about what they're struggling with come out. Then when we go back and we follow up with them, I will say just, talked to somebody that went last week and I said, this was an issue for you. How are you doing with this? And then they talk through it and they say, it's, I'm glad you're asking me this because it's so easy to put it aside and not revisit it, but here's what I'm doing. And then it's now coming 2023. This is what I'm going to work on for the rest of the year. So I think um, I make it my responsibility to touch base with people and keep it alive because that's what really is important to me. And um, qualitatively, I can say that the changes have been pretty amazing. One, one, one guy was not very happy in his job. By the time he left, he had made the decision to move on, to ask his partner to marry him. He moved to another state. I'm talking within like three weeks to a month. And he is now out there building this new business for himself. He's becoming an entrepreneur. He's moved to Colorado and he is genuinely happy. Now he has a lot of struggles because he came into this with a lot of baggage and Noble Adventures was the first place he was ever vulnerable with anybody about some of the things in his past. 
but he kind of became addicted to it at that point where he said, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep talking about this. He actually got sober on the trip. It was pretty amazing. Like some of the changes. You want to talk about like super stressful life changes. You're talking about job change, marriage Mm -hmm. and moving. And you throw in, hopefully there was no death because that rises up to the top of that list. But wow, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it almost sounds like there are people, many people who are just living inauthentically and they need something to massively create a pattern interrupt for them. Yes. And, and this is a way to do it. And I think people start feeling that and they're like, where, where do I go? What do I do? And you know, if you're listening right now and you're, you're in that space, you do have to like really yeah. yank it through the guardrail and get off this highway and do something different to give yourself that time space to evaluate, to, to, it doesn't mean you have to leave the highway of life that you're on completely, but observe it uh, from a different vantage point and with different people and with different inputs, uh, because otherwise you're, 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 you're stuck. And I think a lot of people end up feeling stuck. You know, Mark, I think that's so true. And, and I want to hear Christina kind of talk about this. And mostly now, you guys, I mean, COVID did some weird things to people. I mean, you know, the last couple of years, I mean, I, I find, I was talking to my wife about it yesterday. I find that I, I look at certain things differently now. After all that craziness has happened, I, I value my relationships differently. I'm different about who I'll let into my circles. Maybe there's vulnerable. Christina, like w- what's changed for us? Hasn't Have you noticed a change in terms of how people are looking at life and what they're valuing? Is, is that, is that, are you seeing that come out in leaders today in business? I'm seeing a lot of anxiety. A anxiety, of yeah. Anxiety, yeah. Um, and it's so hard, isn't it? I mean, people get suffocated by that. It's like they get strapped down and, it, and it's hard for them. They don't feel like, and to mark to your point, it's like you just want to say to people, and we've all been there. I've been in that point where I feel suffocated. And it's like, hey, you just got to take one step. You don't have to solve the whole thing right now. Just take one little step. What's the next next, next thing? But anyway, go ahead and talk through that. I, and, 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 and just like to to input one more thing as you talk through this, because I know you're a counselor. Um, I have spent time in counseling to work on my shit. And one thing that I learned early on that has been incredibly helpful is for me, anxiety was just a wet blanket holding down real Mm -hmm. emotions. And so I was not letting sadness or fear really bubble up to the surface. And, you know, those emotions are information. They're there for a reason. They're part of our evolution, our biology. And so I think when people are feeling anxiety, there's something real underneath there that needs to get out and become volcanic, hopefully not in a destructive way. Right, right. And anxious people, you know, there's something, there's a true diagnosis called generalized anxiety disorder. And that's when you take the anxiety that you're feeling and you project it onto every area of your life. Right. So now you're anxious about traffic. You're anxious about the weather. You're anxious and you become so paralyzed. And then you start to analyze yourself and say, what's wrong with me? And I must be and all that stuff. And I think that that is magnified right now, partly also because of our political environment and how charged that has become, that people are afraid to say what they want to say or they say anything and everything they want to say without regard for other people. And so people are just overly reactive and overly sensitive. So one of the things that I love about being on a Noble Adventures with people is I really don't have to ask to put the phones away. 
they just leave them away in their room and they'll check on them during breaks and that, but they really disconnect. And there's a sense, especially being in nature, we do almost all of our learning. Um, we did it out on the ocean in Costa Rica, just in August, right? We did our leadership development, sitting on our yoga mats on the beach and took a break to just listen to the waves. Connecting back to nature really can transform you into understanding, I just need to breathe. I just need to get back to my center. I'm safe. Everything's okay. And then when you get back to the noise, you can kind of go back to that space and say, I'm okay. Mindfulness is a big help for all of the anxiety that people are feeling nowadays. I'm not Gosh. sure that that answered your question. Yeah, it absolutely it did. Yeah. I, I think but I you... do want to comment what you said is that it is a wet blanket for the underlying fears that people have. It's like OCD, you know, when people start counting and tapping things, it's the underlying anxiety of fear of what that what might happen, right? It's either love where we're safe or fear where we're not safe. And that's really what a lot of those things boil down to and learning to trust the world. Trust is foundational to everything for me. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I well, think that, you know, yeah. I would go into like this constant fight or flight mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is not like this whiplash is just exhausting. And so yeah. getting to the core of those things and finding the space and finding the people and finding actual trained people like yourself yeah. instead of wacky coachy guy on the yeah. internet, I think is, yeah. is key. And, and I'm telling you, you know, from my own personal experience, being confronted with another human being face to face, Yes. really is a massive change maker because you can't run from it and you have to, you have to spend time in those emotions, which are really uncomfortable sometimes, but to tie it all back to leadership. I mean, those are moments when you're having to be vulnerable with yourself. And if you can practice that vulnerability, you're going to be able to be more present and open with your team. And that's going to influence your culture. And it's going to have all these, these trickle down effects. Yeah, because part of what the struggle is, like in any industry, especially the retail industry, like everybody's hurting right now for labor shortages, right? And so attrition and retention are two big things that everybody has to focus on. Well, imagine the loyalty you would get from your people if you said, we have some shit to work on as a team. We are going to take this trip. We are going to go. We are going to be in nature. We're going to do some good in the world with real people that has real impact. We're gonna focus on some of our issues, we're gonna do assessments, we're gonna do all of that stuff. And we're gonna have fun and we're gonna to laugh together and we're gonna to sing together and we're gonna do, ride horses. We rode horses up to a water volcano on our trip. All these kinds of things create intent, you know, incredible retention and loyalty. You could spend, you know, our trips are like seven to 10,000. You could spend $7,000 in a raise that the person has to pay taxes for it just they just pay their bills with it right or in some kind of a program in a ballroom somewhere but nothing is going to bring the team cohesion the transformational self-awareness and the impact of each person on one another like when you're saying working face to face with another human being that opening exercise where everyone shows like their highs and lows of their life one woman came to me and she had a pretty rough, she had a parent that was murdered. And um, she came to me and she said, I thought I had 
tough problems. She said, some of these people, oh my God, I need to stop and support them. And that's one of the biggest things that I learned in grad school is that when you are so self-absorbed into your own stuff, the best thing to do is to get outside yourself and go help someone else because there's mm -hmm. always somebody that's worse off than you. Easy on that you, microphone, you, sir. No, I know. I, I got so excited. I'm like, had to raise my hand. Um, so, Christina, what I wanted to say was, is, like, can I, can I, Jump next? I'm so excited. No, I, I just think about this and I get so fired up about it. It makes me so frustrated because I hate it when leaders of companies, they get upset with their people because they leave them. And then I want to go wake the hell up. People don't leave jobs. They leave people. And so stop being so self-absorbed. And then you can check me on this if I'm like overstepping or I'm not, I don't have it framed right, but get, get your head out of your ass and pay attention to the people around you. Ask for feedback, become vulnerable, make an effort to really have empathy for what's going on around you, because you'll be amazed at what can, what can come from that. And so it's, it's a, a leader that is self-absorbed and worried about their image. They're worried about how people see them. They're worried about the performance when they have to go into the boardroom and like, stop it. Like, yes. stop thinking about it that way. Start thinking about your people and how you can help them and serve them and, and bring the business along. Because I'm going to tell you, like, it's not going to happen unless you have the people in your life, the people in your company, not just on board, but enthusiastic because you're such a good leader. They want to serve you. They want to do, they'll go through a wall with you. So if you're yeah. listening to this right now and you're a manager of people and you have a team that will not go through a wall for you, I'm going to tell you, you need to go see Christina and get some, uh, get some leadership experience or go on one of these trips and look inward because like you can be that, like everyone can be that. Your labor shortages could be much differently. Your bottom line performance could be much better, but they just, they're so self-absorbed. They don't see that opportunity. Am I off base? You're a hundred percent right. And the foundation under that self-absorption is fear. It's again, yeah. goes back to fear. I'm afraid what they're going to think. I'm afraid what I'm going to feel. I'm afraid that there's going to be, losses or bottom, you know, all of these things, it's all based on fear. So it's giving yourself permission to say to people, how can I improve, but not just paying lip service to it either, right? You've got to take action based on what they're telling you. Otherwise that trust is doubly harmed because people are going to be terrified to tell you the truth because they could lose their job. It's a great point. Out and they don't do anything with it, then everyone is going, well, I told him this and nothing has happened. Nothing has changed. Oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. What do you think is going to happen? Like you got to check in. You got to be, it's just such, it's such important, important work. And when it's done right, it is just so transformational. It's it really the ripple effect of leaders at the top down to all these um, people is, um, exponential, I guess. Is the before we, before we close this out, Christina, I just want to share a thought with you and I'll let Mark wrap us up, but I, I just want to tell you, like, I feel you mm -hmm. and, and what you're doing. And I think with, uh, people today, they need it yeah. more than ever. Right. And it's not just a bottom line thing. It's a personal thing. It's for them. Uh, I love that you're, you, you have such a command of the topic and of people in humanity and, um, there's such a, it, it's a business thing, but it's 
really a personal thing and it's a, a growth thing and serve yourself because I, I, I weird. I heard on an Oprah Winfrey show like 50 years ago or however long, but if you don't take care of you, you cannot possibly take care of your family. You cannot possibly take care of your business. So look at yourself and, and be vulnerable and just say that it's cool. It's fine. Like it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And it's okay not to have all the answers, but yep. also from Oprah who got it from Maya Angelou is when we know better, we do better. And yep. most people just need to know and have permission and feel safe enough to do it. And then they'll do better. That's yes, my belief. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll add to that and say, you know, from somebody who doesn't care for themselves the way that I've always needed to care for myself, mm -hmm. I would get stuck just not knowing what to do, not even knowing what I needed. And so in that situation, my default these days is action reveals answers. Yeah. Who cares what it is? If you're listening to this and you're like, okay, what do I do? Just say, screw it pay the money, do the thing, go right now. Like that action is going to reveal the, the answers you need and the questions you didn't even know to ask. And it's going to give you access to parts of yourself that you didn't know existed. You're going to so come back uh, able to care for yourself in a new way. So if you're feeling stuck, action, you, you got to do something to break out of that pattern. And when you are part of a team, there's somebody coming to Bali with us in May from Advanced Helicopter. And it's not just her coming now. She's the the one who's getting rewarded with this epic, you know, um, reward slash leadership development opportunity. But her whole team, the whole company is like, are you getting excited? Where are you going? What are you doing? Have you heard? Are you talking? The whole place is becoming unified and engaged around this one thing. And the minute there's like, oh, should I, should I, should I? And then once the yes comes, the incitement rushes in and people are like, I'm going to Bali, you know, I'm going to Africa, all these really cool places. And they're working on themselves. So it's a beautiful. I love that. Christina, I, I can't leave the audience without circling back to one thing that we said we were going to get to. You wrote a book called Savvy Leadership Strategies yeah. for Women. Give us yeah. a couple, you know, we're in an industry that tends to be male dominated and mm -hmm. there are some incredible female leaders and leaders of diverse backgrounds that are starting to emerge. And uh, we're, we're, I think, as an industry um, championing that, uh, but it's still highly underrepresented. Give us a couple of things that you would, you would tell uh, savvy women if they're gonna be in those leadership positions based on your book. So one of the things that I wrote about, um, and it was during the time in my life, right? So I was trying to, Noble Adventures was alive and well in my brain but I hadn't quite launched it, but I was still building my business. And I had um, three boys under five and I was doing it from home, just trying to do so much. And that is not a situation that a lot of men experience, but it's a situation that a lot of, if not most women experience is trying to balance that. And we hear it, but we just pay lip service to it. But it, it's a real situation, right? So one of the things that I write about is how you, you measure your days by doing so many things for other people. And when you drop into bed at night exhausted, you know that at least you've done A, B, and C for the people that you love in your life. And you're going to have to come second. And then being able to find chunks of time to focus on that 
and given yourself the permission. Women need to give themselves permission to be strong, to be tough, to make mistakes because the rules have changed and we don't, don't really know how to be in the workplace with some of the comments that might get thrown at us. We, we don't know what to do. Same thing I'll say with men, they don't know what to do with women in the workplace because of, they're afraid. I have three sons, right? They're all like, I don't approach anybody. They have to come to me because I'm scared to death to do anything wrong, right? So I think that uh, for women leaders today, there's a lot of giving yourself permission to make mistakes, to be scared, but to get out there and stand in your own power and know what you are there to do. Like, you know, there's, I don't know if you've heard of the book, um, I don't know what it's called, but she has starfish, right? It's standing in your own power, like arms up, legs out, like I am powerful and, and marching into a place and just um, standing in your own strength. And then the, the first the first principle of leading where you are, which is what I talk about, no matter where you are, be the leader that you want to be is self-mastery and self-awareness, like figure your shit out. Do what you can to work it through and then step out into the world and be brave. I think that's probably a good summation of that. Yeah. Wow. This is a, this is like a go back with your notebook type episode, Christina. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so thankful for her nanny for introducing us. If you want to find out more about noble adventures and Christina, go to Christina Dyer, D Y E R. So Christina Dyer international.com. We'll put that in the show notes. Okay. So this episode obviously is going to be up at fam.news. You can just go over there and search for Christina's name. Hey, Christina, do we not ask you anything that you would like to share as a final thought or maybe uh, something else that, that people could, you know, have as a takeaway? Um, one thing is that I have two websites. Christina Dyer International is my coaching and consulting as well. And then Noble Adventures has its own website that goes through all of the trips and all that information that we, we have as well. But I think it's just that um, we've been through a lot in the last few years with the pandemic and that just be gentle with each other and give each other grace because we're all doing our best for the most part and um, go to work, grow the business, do all of that, but see people. My son says Sawabana, which is Swahili for I see you, like See people for who they are. Take away the titles and the positions and the authority and just connect with people heart to heart. I think that's what's going to save the world. I love that. That's so good. Empathy is everything, right? Mm -hmm. So Empathy. like, I just want to say one final thing. <clears throat> if you're listening to the show, um, either on iTunes or Spotify, uh, go in and, and give us a review. We'd appreciate that. But way more importantly, you're listening to this show and there's someone in your mind or in your heart that needs to hear it. Uh, they need to hear Christina's message. Uh, they need to maybe um, become a better leader or potentially go on a trip with her. So please share it with them. Uh, make sure we, we share this and, and we get everyone around the campfire that we can because there's great messages inside of it. And Christina, we're so grateful for you. And hopefully uh, you enjoyed the last uh, 45 to an hour in of your time and you felt like uh, it was a good use of your time as well. hundred percent. You guys are wonderful for bringing this out into the world. I really, I really, really appreciate you and what you're doing. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And I appreciate your vulnerability and honesty too. That's awesome. Sure. It's great to be here with you, Christina. And we can't wait to uh, 
hopefully have some adventures with you in person at some point and meet <laughs> and probably raise a glass of tequila. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh, oh. Jim.